Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Happy and blessed Saturday to everyone out there during the final day of the second week of Advent. And also welcome to episode 397 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, where tonight we'll talk a little bit about the early reactions to Avatar, The Way of Water. Ah, yes, everyone's most anticipated film of the year. Everyone wants some more giant blue Smurf people swimming in water. Everyone wants some more CGI fest 3D nonsense that might even actually try to perpetuate and push yet another era of 3D nonsense at the box office. I remember, I don't know if you remember, but I remember when the first Avatar did that and it was one of the worst eras in cinema for that very reason. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about some of the early number indications, some of the early projections for the film. And, uh, of course, we will continue to bring up some of the, the, the similar talking points that have been brought up now by several people. Uh, again, even James Cameron himself, I think, falsely trying to put out a, <laughs> a bit of a nothing burger by saying he needs to make $2 billion to break even on the first film. I think he's lying. I think he's just kind of pulling that out of thin air because based off of the numbers that are actually being reported, that is just nonsensical. That does not make any sense whatsoever for that to actually be true or to actually be the case. And regardless of any of that, we'll still break down those numbers. And also, before getting into anything else, I do have a, a very short but special surprise uh, for everyone out there because uh, I just got a film in the mail. If you follow me on social media, you may have already seen it, but I want to, I want to be able to explain... Uh, why I have this film, uh, but before getting to that, please make sure you smash that like button, lap that fire button if you're watching over on Odyssey, and also smash the rumble button as well. It really does mean a lot, and also, of course, make sure you have the bell notification on that way you know every time a new video or live stream goes live on the channel. I don't even know what I'm saying when I say those words, but hey, here I am once again. Thank you all very much for joining in the chat. We'll say hello to some people. Uh, but before saying hello, let me show you the uh, the gift that I just got in today. So uh, I have the ability to request uh, early releases of movies for review. Sometimes I get them, sometimes I don't. Depending on the film really determines whether or not I, I get one or not. I've been very lucky as of recently um, as I did a review of Ticket to Paradise, which I had just gotten the other day. I also got Smile on 4K, which I did a review of as well. That was a very good release. Ticket to Paradise was basically what I thought it was to rich, high-profile Hollywood elites spending time in a exotic location. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that they did it. <laughs> I'm sure that they did the movie because they thought the script was absolutely perfect and not because they got to have a free trip to a exotic location. Now, this movie, though, oh, man, this is a movie that I would not have, I would not own, and I would not even think about watching or seeing unless it was sent to me for free. Unless it was sent to me for free. And that, <laughs> that film is, that's right, The Woman King. That's right, everybody. That's right. The Woman King. It is in my hands. It is in my possession. Shout out to Sony for sending me a review copy of The Woman King, which gets released everywhere on December 13th. Man, oh man. I just love this for so many reasons, though, already, before even seeing the film, because it starts off with this quote on the front cover. First off, 
It says, certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. So that's already laughable because we all know Rotten Tomatoes doesn't mean anything anymore. But then it also has this quote. It says, from Clayton Davis of Variety, the gladiator of our time. Yes, this is quite a night for Tina to be missing because, as we all know, she's a major fan of the film Gladiator. But apparently someone at Variety says it is the gladiator of our time. What I love even more about it is the description on the back. As it says here, it talks about how uh, the journey, the intense journey of General uh, uh, Nansika as she trains the next generation of recruits and readies them for battle against an enemy determined to destroy their way of life. That's quite a way of putting it. If by way of life you mean the way of enslaving neighboring tribes, beheading the elderly of those neighboring tribes, amongst other atrocities, well then, yeah, one could say that their way of life is possibly about to be destroyed. Something tells me that they're not going to portray that as being a bad thing for that to be ending or for that to be potentially ending. Um, Also, some of the special features had me laughing as well. As it says here, uh, Viola Davis on set and also representation matters. Cannot wait to get to that section or the section called woman slash warrior. Yes, I'm sure that everyone is going to be looking forward to getting this on physical media. And again, I really do appreciate Sony for sending this one out. But uh, again, I, I would not, I would not own this, have this, watch this, or even think about watching it unless it were sent to me. But I will be doing a a review of this and uh, just get ready for that one because that's going to be, let's just say, that's going to be a darn good time. I'm sure. <laughs> Not for me, but for you. Master of Gaming in the chat. Let's get back to the chats, everybody. Uh, thank you all again for being here. Master of Gaming then time to say the critics are falling in love with Avatar 2, especially Perry uh, Nemiroff. Well, yeah, I mean, critics are gonna critic. I mean, I think ultimately you're gonna find that. I found a a gem. The, the one review that I'm going to highlight tonight, I think, is going to be the like the actual epitome of... And, and the actual standard that I would not be surprised the vast majority of movie critics, so-called movie critics, um, say about the movie or the wording about the movie. It would not surprise me if what I have, and uh, I retweeted it uh, you know, a few days ago when those first initial reactions were coming out, but it is so by-the-numbers Hollywood shill type of tweet that I just, I had to, I had to save it. 70B, what's going on, 70B? Thank you very much for being here. Yeah, Tina B will not be here. Uh, she is my not feeling well, so shout out to, to Tina B. Hope that she is doing well and doing better. And 70B, thank you very much for being here tonight. Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan, how about a hockey player? What's going on? Welcome. Orange Eye Views is also in the chat. Great Wuda is hanging out in the chat as well. Forever Sci-Fi, hail to you. Nathan Slay, What's going on? Welcome back. Appreciate you being here. Just another red shirt who is a member. Hail to you. Kili Chow in the chat. Great Wuda, you're not alone. There's people in the chat, and I see you. Gus, what's going on? Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Coliseum Builders, what's going on? Rob D is also in the chat. JS Pena tagged to say ahoy. Ahoy to you. Mark Oquist in the chat. What's up? Rosie G12, who's a member, says hail Odin in chat. Hail to you as well. Great Wuda then tagged to say, oh, now the question panel is gone. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know why it was there. Does anyone else know why I had that Q&A panel? I mean, I have I set the stream up just like I did any other stream. Was that just a random 
uh, test feature that they decided to, to try for a day and then let go. I guess it's a good thing I didn't put a lot of stock in that. <laughs> uh, I guess it's good that I didn't put a lot of stock in that because that would have been uh, that, that would have been an atrocity to have sent everyone over there like exclusively um, officially and then all of a sudden it's gone. Glad, glad that didn't happen. Uh, Luke Zilla, what's going on? Welcome back. Uh, short is short, the modern major general of the channel. Laura, what's going on? Avatar 2, too much blue. Yes, too much blue, too much CGI, and too much money. Because even if you look at some of the lower end estimates, you're still looking at about a billion dollar break even. The only way that the film is a $2 billion break even is if the production budget, not the total cost, if the production budget is $800 million. <laughs> and I just do not see that happening. Again, I think that they're wasting hundreds of millions of dollars on this, this pet project. And I, I do believe those reports that say this film, this, you know, Avatar 2, Way of Water, costs somewhere between $350, $400 million. It'll be interesting to see if those numbers get updated the closer that we get to the release. Cameron is being very mum on how much the film actually cost. So um, it, it just would not surprise me if it cost that much. But I, I just cannot believe that they would possibly send $800 million on just production. I just don't believe it. Just doesn't sound realistic at all. Coliseum Bitter says, I won't be going because Avatar 1 sucked, and I don't trust views of folks that get free advanced showings and gift bags. Exactly. And that's why the, again, the, the comment and the review that I'm going to show is yet another reason to not trust those people. Now, there are some good people out there, uh, some trustworthy people who are, are, are giving some positive words. But the question that I always feel is pertinent and is essential to ask, and I don't know if anyone has grilled any of these people who are actually, you know, good reviewers, trustworthy reviewers, is did the visual effects overwhelm you to the point where you likely cannot be impartial. Are you so in love with the visual effects? Are you so wowed by the visual effects that you are not paying as much attention to the story? Because I think that's a very important factor because that's what happened with the first movie. A lot of people initially liked that film because they were wowed by the visual effects. Whereas someone like me who was like, okay, I'm all for good visual effects, but all I see are giant blue Smurf people with a beautiful background and a bad story in an incredibly long, boring film in which I have to wear 3D glasses. So lots of different factors there. Lots of different factors there. So I don't get swept up by all the bells and whistles. You need, you need to actually give me something concrete. And from what I'm hearing in these early reviews, that's not what you're going to get with this movie. It sounds like you're just going to get... Avatar, not just Avatar 2, not just Avatar The Way of Water, but it sounds like you're going to get Avatar 2.0, meaning you're going to get a lot of people once again coming out and saying, this film is amazing, you have to go see it, the visuals, the visuals, the visuals, but when it comes to the actual story, when it comes to the actual film, it's going to fall incredibly flat. And again, I have, I have one review that I think kind of says it all, to me at least. All right, Kimberly G, who is a member, hail to you. Thanks for hanging out once again. Abomination's hanging out over on Odyssey. What's going on, brother? 
he'd had to say, is that normal now? They put the Ron Tomatoes sticker on the box. Used to be they would put like 10 quotes from critics that people actually recognize. It depends. I- I've seen it happen in various ways. As you all know, I'm a physical media collector. So I've seen much more common. Uh, recently, I've seen the the certified Ron Tomatoes uh, much more commonly. But yes, I also know what you mean about the quotes. And that is absolutely still something that they do, as you saw. The gladiator of our time is what this film is being pegged as. Uh, For those that are just joining, uh, (laughs) yes, I was sent this copy to review for free. Um, And I will, because that's the only only way I would do it, is if they they sent me it for free. And uh, I don't know what the heck I'm going to do with it after, because I already have a pretty good idea. uh, Seeing that the story, based off of everything that has been said about said story, is completely based in a fictional world, and it needs to be called out for the nonsense. Keck44, what is going on? Welcome. Abomination also over on Odyssey says, My tinfoil hat senses tell me Avatar 2 is going to require $2 billion because they foresee events around the release date of Avatar 3, preventing it from making any money. Late 2024. That's just my wild uh, anime-loving mind drifting to the la-la land of beef jerky and Lamborghinis. Well, again, that would be them trying to account for that when they need to instead be looking at it as an individual film, right? Because if individually the film needs to make $2 billion, then the production costs have to be around $800 million, which is just insane and I think just mathematically impossible um, for that amount of money to be spent on one singular film. If we're talking like four to five hundred million, that's a lot. That's a crap ton, right? That's some of the highest numbers that we've seen probably ever, um, or at the very least on the higher end of things. But uh, eight hundred million is just—it's just, in, in the words of Monty Python, it's right out. Right out is what those numbers are. So yeah, if they're saying two billion, or if James Cameron specifically is claiming, and again, he didn't even say two billion. He said this film will need to make more than the like top five movies of X, you know. So basically, he he tried to indicate through those examples, which then got extra- extrapolated by the media to mean the film needs to make two billion. So, <laughs> uh, it's just yeah. I, I again, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that uh, that's gonna be the the case though. All right, back over into the YouTube chat. Actually, see anyone on Rumble? No one hanging out on Rumble tonight yet. Can smash that rumble button. Make sure you tag at Odin at the very beginning of your comment. At Odin, no matter what platform you're watching on, at Odin lets me know you're trying to get my attention. And I will gladly read your comment. Uh, Physics Channel Kenny Lee says, Merry Christmas. It's too early for that, Physics Channel Kenny Lee. We are still in the second week of Advent. And Christmas don't happen until Advent is finished. And we're going to have actually a full four weeks of Advent this year. It's awesome. Gary Banjo Sandwich says, saw a new Will Smith film. It was average. You know what I saw today? I saw England lose to the French. Turnabout is fair play. Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington. That's all I'll say. <laughs> uh, Kili Chow, what's going on? Everyone's doing fine. The wife is out of town. So it was just me and baby Thor today. Um, so that that was that was fun. Uh, baby Thor is is great. I love him, but he's also in that toddler stage. So it's every single moment of every single day. It's it's gotta again, basically, it gotta be like on task. Luckily, he does love good movies. He loves the Star Wars original trilogy. He likes g- decent shows. I, I like Bluey a lot. It's an Australian show that's actually really good. 
Um, so I'm, I'm blessed in that department. Uh, but he also does like some of the songs that can get very repetitive and, and things like that. And uh, yeah, let's just say it was quite a day. I was able to when he finally, he had a very rough nap uh, day because he's recovering still from pink eye and he uh, was coughing a lot. So poor, he's poor little dude. He's just been, he's been struggling with some, some allergies or something. Um, and he, uh, you know, very, at a very, very short nap, but in that nap time, I was able to finally figure out people may have followed the saga. I was working on my coaxial line, trying to adapt it into ethernet because you can actually do that. And I finally was able to, because it's also been raining here for the last week. You know, I'm, I'm here in the, the, you know, the Southeast part of, of Tennessee in the Chattanooga area. And it's been raining all week and I have not been able to do anything outside, was finally able to do some testing, found exactly where things needed to be, found a missing cable, which I think helped out a lot, and was able to figure out how to get the signal sent upstairs. So very excited to test that out, but I'm still, of course, trying to figure those things out as well. Let's see, Forever Sci-Fi says, if someone sent me that for free, I would send it back. <laughs> Again, after the fact, after the fact, I think I will definitely put it up to a vote. Orange Eye Review says, I wonder if Sony will actually send you anything after reviewing it. And that's just the thing is that they they ask for you to send the review, uh, like if you do any review coverage of it. I don't know if they actually watch it or not. Um, I, I have yet to receive anything from a studio, do a review, and then notice that I never get anything back. You know, if that makes any sense. Also, Orange Chat, I, I missed your question at the very beginning, but I, I just, uh, before it goes away, uh, says, what is your favorite Christmas action movie between Die Hard and Lethal Weapon? Lethal Weapon is by your definition last week, a Christmas movie. Um, well, again, also, I would say another part of that definition has to be the, the general cultural stance. Um, and I think that Die Hard is much more seen as a Christmas movie. And uh, I, I, I prefer Die Hard to Lethal Weapon. Both are great. But I would say Die Hard for those those reasons it put latency time to say hey on god bless peeps today's a good day happy and blessed advent all happy and blessed advent to you rob d says uh sony should have sent you a copy of morbius unfortunately i never got i, I don't think i ever got an email for requesting it i, I kind of wonder why um but uh don't don't get me wrong i'm i'm quite tempted to because i know morbius at some point is going to drop to quite a low number as far as as, as price goes and when that day comes, I will probably pick that up. Not because I, I, I want to watch it, but <laughs> I just, I, uh, yeah, I, I think that it, it could be, it could be a fun thing to have. Anyway, um, let's see. Freedom over on Odyssey says, was watching on Locals, but thought I'd get Odin to see my chats by watching on Odyssey. Hail Odyssey chat. Um, I, I wasn't streaming on Locals. I was streaming on Rumble, if that's what you mean. And uh, I still check Rumble. I check Rumble. Uh, so he then tried to say, Happy second week of Advent. Thank you very much, good sir. Appreciate it. Uh, Laura says, Speaking of Avatar, I saw Fern Gully for the first time today. That big tree looked very familiar. Yes, yes it does, doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't it look quite familiar? Also, isn't it a much better environmental story than Avatar? <laughs> As I said, if I want to see Dances with Wolves or Pocahontas, I will go watch those movies. Or I'll go watch Fern Gully, where there's a very similar story there. And also, it has the same type of envir environmental messaging, but at the very least, it's got Tim Curry singing, and it's got Robin Williams singing. Uh, Kelly Chas says, you need to watch and review The Woman King with Lorena, Jane Theory, and Stephanie B. 
Uh, Forever Sci-Fi says, Gladiator of our time. Is that because it plays fast and loose with history as well? Ooh. That's actually a fair point. I doubt that's what the person from Variety meant by it, but... Uh, Laura using those fun emojis or whatever they are. <laughs> I love, it's just so random that they've added those. Nathan Slay, I think Tina should be grateful she is missing tonight. Uh, then, yeah, absolutely. I think that that would have would have driven her off the edge uh, hearing that. Uh, let's see. Uh, General Wingster says, The Woman King 2. <laughs> I see what you did. Oh, James Cameron. Oh, hi, James Cameron. Says, Avatar is the second best movie ever made. The only movie that is better than it is Avatar The Way of Water. Hashtag facts. Well, thank you, James Cameron, for your unbiased opinion on that. And uh, yeah, with that, let me go ahead then and pull up my, my news report screen because let's talk a little bit about some of the early reviews for, for Avatar The Way of Water. So this is one I noticed, and there was something about this that I thought was just, uh, it was almost a little bit too on the nose, and it makes me kind of see it as a, as a portent of things to come, all right? So this is from Scott Mance, who is defined in his Twitter profile as a film critic, host, Q&A moderator, press award winner, Emmy-nominated producer, member of SAG-AFTRA, Producers Guild, Critics' Choice, Beatlemaniac, Trekker. So take that for what it's worth, but he is a film critic by name. And he got to see an early screening, and December 6th, he got to see it. It says here, It's breathtakingly beautiful, with the most incredible VFX I have ever seen. I saw it in 3D, he says. The story itself is weaker than the first, and it feels drawn out at 3 hours and 10 minutes. But it's always great to look at, and the last hour is amazing. That tells me all that I need to know about this movie. When I got to, the story itself is weaker than the first. Okay. Most people now, I would say, more so than before. Let me put it that way. More people today versus back when the first film came out could all now agree to say the first Avatar film did not have a very good story. It was very clearly a ripoff of so many other better properties, and it was a very weak part of the film. This dude first starts off, again, kind of what I had been predicting, starts off by saying, it's got the best, most exclusive, best ever VFX ever, 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 and I saw it in 3D, and you need to see it in 3D then. You need to spend that 20-plus dollars a ticket to go see this film in 3D the way it's supposed to be seen. And if you don't like it and you saw it in 2D, well, that's your own fault. You want to know why I saw the first film in IMAX 3D? Because I wanted to go in and see it in the highest possible quality because I had doubts about that movie, the first film, from the trailers because I saw the trailers and people were saying, oh, the CGI is so amazing and breathtaking just from the trailers. And here I am like, it's giant blue Smurf people. What are you talking about? Oh, the background looks nice. That's nice. But you got giant blue Smurf people and they don't look all that good. And I still stand by that. And I went to go see it and I was like, you know what? People are going to try and say, well, you didn't see it the way it was meant to be seen. And so that's why you didn't. Oh, okay. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go then and see it. IMAX 3D. 
I'm going to go ahead and, and see it in the, the best format possible. And guess what? I still saw giant blue Smurf people. And then also I, I was able to pay a lot more attention to the story or the lack thereof. <laughs> so, again, Scott Mance, I think, is letting the cat out of the bag here. Because he's doing the two things that people did during the first one. One, starting off by talking about the visual effects. Which, again... Whether they're good or not, I think is irrelevant when it comes down to whether it's a good movie or not. Because if his only argument is the VFX are amazing, the story is weaker than the first one, and the story of the first film sucked, that means that this story must be atrocious. Then goes on to say it feels drawn out at 3 hours and 10 minutes, but the last hour is amazing. Based on all that, guess what we can then deduce? Oh, the last hour is amazing because it features... Great visual effects sequences that you enjoyed. So it sounds to me like this is a three hour and ten minute waste of time for most moviegoers, for the average moviegoer, and is instead for people who care only about visual effects. And that's the only thing that anyone cares about. But guess what? Most people don't. Most people want to be entertained. And big part of entertaining someone is to have a good story. Is to have a good story. And if even Scott Mance, who's praising this thing to high heaven for its visual effects, is going to point out that the story is weaker than the first. Direct quote. Weaker than the first. Worse than the first. The first one was bad. Oh man. For anyone just joining... Talking here about some of the early reactions for Avatar The Way of Water. I saw this one back on December 6th. And to me, it seems to kind of let the cat out of the bag about what's actually going on. Why you're hearing so many people say so many great things. Not only do you have the typical shill media getting those early access releases. And so therefore already being influenced in their, in their commentary on that. But I think Scott Mance is actually being quite honest here. He says, it's breathtakingly beautiful with the best VFX he's ever seen in 3D. The story is weaker than the first. So it's got a worse story than the first movie, which was the first movie's biggest issue. And then says it's drawn out at three hours and ten minutes, meaning it's long and it's well over long. But the last hour is amazing. But that's because of the visual effects being amazing. So... Again, I, I will wait for, for early releases, for, for early reviews. If anyone can point me to a review where they actually say the story is good or is, mar is, is significantly better to, to, a vary, to a varying degree than the first movie, in addition to the whole visual effects talk, hey, I'm all in then for, for hearing that thought and for then putting that into my thought process, my thought pool. But if all I'm going to see are people saying, it looked great, it looked fantastic, the VFX were, were, were revolutionary, well, yeah, when you're spending $400 plus million on nothing but VFX and letting the story go out the window, yeah, guess what? You're probably going to have revolutionary uh, industry standard VFX. Great, you're going to have a eventual 4K or, hey, knowing it's James Cameron, maybe this film will be the first film to come out on 8K film that will be a reference quality movie. 
Reference quality meaning that the visual quality is what will show the, 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 just the, the power of your TV and the power of your 4K player. Saying nothing about the actual movie itself and nothing about whether or not the film's any good or not. Just because something's pretty to look at doesn't make it a good movie. Story is a key component to this. And if the story is worse than the first, as Scott Mann says, there is no argument that can be made that somehow this movie is one, worth seeing, two, worth seeing in IMAX 3D at the highest possible price, uh, you know, possible. And three, it makes you start to wonder, okay, how many of these reviewers are going to be swayed by the visual effects and overlook other qualities that are much more important? Like story, <laughs> for instance. Anyway, so again, I know, again, there are a lot of other early reviews, but the thing that I've seen consistently is talking nonstop about visual effects. But the reason why this one stood out is because this one at least admits that the story is not good. Again, if the story is worse than the first film and the first film story sucked, how, how, can, how can you take from that anything else other than this story is atrocious and not only is it atrocious but it's a long stretched out three hour plus story of suck anyway let's go ahead and get back into the chat we got over on odyssey abomination tag to say can't wait for all the memes about the giant blue smurf people riding sea creatures using the same hair <laughs> genitals that they used on their horses and uh pterodactyls exactly that's what i can't wait for yeah i can't wait for them to have a love sequence in that three hour 10 minute movie again and then remind everyone oh you know the tails that they use to ride their animals because it helps connect with them they use those same things when they're making love goodness gracious crazy uav mad dog what is going on welcome to the rumble chat thanks for hanging out over there remember always tag at odin at the very beginning of your comment if you have a comment or question on any of the platforms the one exception is youtube if you are a youtube member as that's one of the perks of your membership is you don't have to tag mark oak was tagged to say getting the woman king is more of a cruel joke than a gift i don't know i take it kind of in the the boromir fashion it is a gift notice he was talking about the ring of power. I have to be careful with the way I phrase that now. Oh, ring of power makes me think of rings of power. But that's the way he was talking about the one ring. We know how evil the one ring was, so it is a gift. Why not use it? <laughs> uh, I'm glad that's where my mind went with that. It makes it bearable that I'm going to have to I don't have to, uh, but that I'm going to feel so inclined as to to watch it and to give again, I want to give an honest review. Because as, as we have just, again, made clear from the early Avatar reviews, there are a lot of people who are not giving honest reviews. Or if they are giving honest reviews, they're giving praise to a film purely because of visual effects. They're letting the visual effects of a movie dictate the opinion of the film itself, of the other factors, the myriad of other factors. Again, the myriad of other factors that are even more important. Because here's the thing. You can have a great movie with bad visual effects. You can't have a good movie with good visual effects and everything else is bad. Or if the story is, is not good. Kind of need to have that, especially if you're going to sit through it. If you're going to sit through a three-hour and ten-minute movie and your story's not good, why would anyone want to waste their time? 
Honest question. Because if your answer is, well, the VFX are amazing. Okay. Th th then why the hell doesn't James Cameron just make a short film showing what technology can do now and then leave it to actual filmmakers who will then tell good stories using the types of VFX um, revolution, types of VFX developments that he's done, and, and you do that instead. But no, he, he's going to put a, a, a movie that costs hundreds of millions of dollars with no story or little story that's going to end up making, and he, here's the thing, it's going to make a lot of money. I, I have no doots in my mind. I have got no doots, no doubts in my mind whatsoever that the film is going to make bank. I don't think it's going to get anywhere close to the first one. Remember, when you adjust for inflation, the first film made over $3.4 billion worldwide. I don't see that happening for this movie. But $1.5 to $2 billion? That right now, early, early range is where I have that movie. $1.5 to $2 billion. We'll wait and see, though. We'll wait and see. Because there's a lot of things being said about the early projections of the first weekend. We have to, of course, wait and see when the actual numbers themselves show up. Rosie G. had to say, so tired of the left uh, insisting a woman is a physically is, 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 is as physically powerful as a man as if we're somehow less because we're not. Yes, it's it's the same mindset, right? It's the same usually on the left mindset that somehow tries to, to degrade people, degrade women who choose to stay at home and raise children. Anyone who views that as being weak or as being subpar or as being somehow less than, you're the problem if you have that thought. Because one of the most difficult things that any person can do, stay at home mom or dad, is to not only give up everything else in their life for their child, but also to be in charge of the education and development of a human being who will one day go out into the world with their own thoughts, committing their own actions. How, how can that not be the most important job in the world? And yet you hear so many people degrade that job and say somehow women are less if they choose that for themselves. Somehow that's a bad thing. Somehow women should try to avoid that. It's like, no. Mothers and fathers would, would be blessed, would be, would be lucky to be able to raise their child and not just to raise their child, but to raise their child well. Not easy. <laughs> not an easy thing to do. Anyway, Orange Hour Views. My first comment never made it in. I got it. I got your first comment. That's why I went back to it. I had highlighted it, but then I, I didn't read the question that I saw was attached to it. Crisco tagged to say, National Border Review named Top Gun Maverick as the best film of 2022, but they also put The Woman King and Avatar in their top 10. Yeah, don't you always love when you have people getting early access to movies and then they then put those like in their... It's, it's similar, I guess, to when people get early access to the first three episodes of a show and then they set the standard for what the show's rating is. It's like, wait, you've only seen the first few episodes and yet you get to set the standard for what the show is? That's ridiculous. But it's not surprising either, right? At least they're being somewhat honest when they're talking about Top Gun Maverick because there is actually a lot of stuff there that, that is worth praising. 
um, you know, a significant amount. And guess what? Visual effects are a part of it. You want to know why? Because the vast majority of the visual effects are actually practical. And you didn't need to spend hundreds of millions of dollars on. Favorite Sci-Fi, who is a member, says, I'm guessing that people were using that question feature to troll mercilessly. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case. Bruce, what's going on, good sir? Nathan Slate had to say, could you ever, could you even tolerate just spending time watching The Woman King and special features and not scream into a pillow? Uh, probably not because people who did watch it, because I did read the comments and I, I always try to read comments when I can. I, I try not to spend too much time in my comment section because <laughs> any comment section can be a kind of a black hole. Um, but I do. And I remember there were people on the channel, people who support the channel, who Maybe not in the live streams, but they're 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 leaving comments on videos and such. Who actually did go and see the movie and were able to say, "Hey, yeah, the the, the history is terrible, but the movie itself actually was not was not bad, was not poorly made." Um, and I, I appreciate reviews and comments like that because it's a recognition of, yes, this thing is evil and wrong because it's taking history and twisting it in such a way that is is disgraceful. Um, while at the same time recognizing the film as a film, right? Separating art from the artist type mentality. So, I mean, that, that's the reason why I think that, you know, one, I think that I'll get through it because if anything, I know that they spent, you know, they didn't spend a crap ton of money on this, but north of 50 million on this. So, hey, production value is going to at least have to be there. And, you know, I'm probably going to end up pulling my rosary making materials out. So at the very least, I can say, yeah, I watched the movie, but hey, at least at least a few rosaries were made in the process. Gus says, Gladiator of our times, fastest way to make sure dudes never see that movie. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Let's see, over on Odyssey, Abomination says, A movie with a good visual effects and maybe music, but bad story and characters and acting is just distraction. Exactly. Exactly right. If you don't have a story, if you don't have compelling characters then you have nothing. You have a, okay, you have a three-hour and ten-minute clip of something that will be played at Best Buy to show you what your TV can do. I mean, that is what I'm getting from, from these early comments, is, oh, okay, so this is a movie that's not worth actually going to see because it's not actually a good movie, but the visual effects are so good that that maybe if I want to show off my TV to somebody, or maybe if I want to see if a TV is good, I should watch this on that TV because then I'll know. Like that, again, th these are the standards by which people act upon now. It's insane. It is absolutely insane. Brightburn says, "Tell me what you think about donuts." Would you eat a regular donut or a jelly-filled one? Well, that's a random question, but I do like donuts. Um, I don't like jelly-filled, but I do like Bavarian cream. Bavarian cream, quite delicious. Bruce says, I trust Chris Gore. I'm not saying that Chris Gore is is lying. I'm not saying Chris Gore is, is bad. I'm not saying any of that. But what I am saying is that I think anyone who's giving a positive review or praise of this is likely being distracted by, by the VFX. Uh, Tim and M, what's going on? So he's describing here. Chris Gore said it was a stupid movie, but he can't wait to see it again. So again, I, I can at least appreciate the honesty, right? I can at least appreciate the honesty there. Let's see. Nathan Slay. 
Uh, what, w- what would you say if those same people who love Avatar for its special effects criticize 2001 A Space Odyssey for its only good thing being its visual effects? Yeah, there there is a bit of uh, hypocrisy there, <laughs> to say the very least, you know? I see we got some fun emojis that are being popped up in the chat. I always appreciate it. Jeremy Zakowski tagged to say, even my folks gave an odd look after seeing the Avatar trailer. Yeah. Uh, uh, Honestly, what does the trailer give you other than, okay, there's CGI Smurf people in this idealistic-looking world fighting humans. Wait. That was the first movie, only this time there's water. (laughs) Only this time there's an excess of water. Oh, wait, the, the movie's called The Way of Water? Oh, that's a bit on the nose, don't you think? Oh, man. I really, again, I'm, again, I want to make it very clear. I believe this film is going to be a massive success. I think that this film is going to be a massive financial success. And, and we're already starting to get some early indications of that very fact. I'll go ahead and transition over to this. So this is from Box Office Pro. Now, we have to always grain of salt. Box Office Pro is not always on the mark. Their range is usually on the mark. Their range is normally, uh, if a movie falls out of their prediction, the range is still normally okay. Meaning, let's say that they say and predict that it's going to get around $170, $180 million, but then it only gets $167. Again, it, it usually falls within that range when it comes down to it. But they do have, again, the ability to be wrong. But they have been having this film tracking, and they've been tracking this film as being a higher and higher and higher release. It's actually gone up 9% since the last time, and the last time it was a 13% increase. So they're projecting domestically for the opening weekend, we're just about a week away from that, opening to 167 to 192 million domestically, the total ending domestically, 662 to 861 million dollars. Now I find that interesting because that would put the domestic somewhere around 750 or so on average. And since I think that the international market can likely pull out a billion, I, I honestly think that could happen. We could see then the film maybe get upwards of 1.7 billion dollars. Again, that's why I say 1.5 to 2 billion is is my current. Uh, my current guesstimate on that. But we'll go ahead and do this live as we like to do. We'll go ahead and and, and start to pull up some, some numbers here because I do think it's important for us to have the context of the numbers themselves. And let's go back in time a little bit to the first Avatar film because the original numbers, which were, again, 9% less, and again, the numbers have been going up every single time that they've updated their numbers the first film made 785 million dollars domestically now that's of course before you adjust for inflation as you all know i like to try to make sure things are adjusted so let me go ahead and put that up again star wars because it's the first one available so the first film made around 960 million dollars domestically the fact that the film and its projections even the high end is getting a little bit closer to the original makes me start to ask questions and makes me start to have some doubts about the validity of these numbers. Because if the film was coming in closer to the six, $700 million range, 
that would make sense because that would mean we would be seeing about a $200 million loss. That means that we're, lose, we're losing about $200 million worth of people. Okay, that makes sense to me. That law of diminishing returns. A lot of people who liked it the first time got over it really quickly, aren't really excited for this film, though there are still a lot of people who are. And that's why I think that, again, I think the film's going to make a lot of money. The question is, how much? So that's why when it starts to go up like this to such a degree, I start to have questions about, okay, I really want to see and really can't wait to see those Thursday evening numbers and then the uh, official projections for the weekend from here and deadline because they work on different systems. And then also, of course, what that first weekend globally is going to be. There's projections that the first weekend for Avatar could be upwards of $400 million globally. If that happens, if we see then a 50% or so drop-off in week two, and we see this film getting the $600 plus million by week two, then you have a situation where you're looking at a pretty massive movie. Now, again, uh, I think that the chances of the film, if it if it gets the $40 million worldwide opening weekend, uh, I think it's probably got a even good chance of getting closer to $700 million plus by weekend two. The week two number, of course, is going to be what I follow, as you all know, that the, that's always the key to really projecting how much the film makes in the long run. But yeah, I it would not surprise me to see the film get close to $400 million worldwide after its opening weekend. But what is interesting is, again, the fact that this film is tracking higher and higher and higher. Is this hype or is this reality? Are are pre-sales and and social media postings showing? Because that's what goes into the metrics for Box Office Pro. Are those so positive that they are honestly believing and assessing that that's going to result in actual money? Or... Is it a Solo situation, right? Because Solo, right, when that film came out, people thought it was going to be a massive hit. And then when it actually came out, the numbers were not there. People did not show up on the day. And I have no I would not be surprised that the pre-sales for this film have already broken records or have already done insane. But pre-sales don't really matter in the end. Now, of course, by that I mean they matter to a degree because you have an idea of at least how much money it's going to make. But what's much more important, or as important, I would again give an edge to, are people who show up on the day and buy the ticket on the day because most people or a large portion of people still buy their tickets on the day. So do people show up for this film? Do people show up en masse to this film? It's obviously being propped up to be an event movie. So I think that's going to help it tremendously in its first weekend. But going back to that review... That three-hour and ten-minute runtime and a weaker-than-first-the-film story, even if you do have the best visual effects in the world, I think that creates such a mixed word of mouth, it leaves that chance of us seeing a a massive week-two drop-off. We'll have to wait and see, of course. I just can't, for the life of me, see this movie doing the type of drop-off that Top Gun Maverick did. Right? Top Gun Maverick had historic-level holds. It, 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 it's held, it's, it's hold from week one to week two, going back in time, Top Gun Maverick was in the teens. That that's unheard of for, for a big budget film like that. This, this type of movie has the, the makings of being a, a 50 to 60% drop at, at best, most likely scenario at, at worst plummeting 
70, 80%. We'll have to wait and see. Again, I think the film's going to make a lot of money. How much money is still a little bit too close to call, too close to say. But if this is the way that it's going to be viewed, and this is critics, this is not general audiences, this is critics. If critics can only go to the VFX and talk about 3D, which a lot of general audience members do not care that much for, they hate 3D. <laughs> it's something that got old very quickly. But there's a bad story and a three hour and 10 minute runtime. That is what I think ultimately impacts that word of mouth. But again, we'll have to wait and see. I like to work with numbers when we actually have them to work with. Again, thank you all for, for joining me. Smash the like button, let the fire button on Odyssey. Smash the rumble button as well. All right, back into the YouTube chat. Let's see. Dr. Martin Van Nostren, thank you very much for tagging, says, I think you're right. Chris Gore is trustworthy, but he's praising it only because it's not woke. But all the while, but all the white, all-male army tells me it is still woke. Okay, again, I have not seen Chris Gore's view of this because I kind of want to try to go in as blind as I can to this movie. I I, I don't want to see this movie, but I, I feel compelled to to try to <laughs> to be a voice in the crowd that is ultimately going to be praising and, and propping this film up as I, as I know it's going to happen. And I, I want to be an honest voice in this. You know, I've had people come out and say, well, you're already so anti first avatar. Yes, because the first avatar film was not good. Other than the visual effects, most people who are honest will tell you that the first movie story was not good. If, if, if those same people are still saying that this movie story is not good, and in the case of Scott Mance, he's saying it's worse? I, I mean, come on. And I'm so tired of that trope. I'm so tired of hearing, well, it's not woke. That's, that is a terrible argument. No one should ever see a film just because it's, quote, not woke. You should see a film because it's good, it looks good, you want to see it, or one of those other things. Grandmaster Yoda Tag to say, at least you have a new film you can throw on the floor. This is very true. This is very, very true. Oh, man, oh, man. Miss Martin Muses, hail to you. Thank you for being here. Yes, indeed. Second week of Advent coming to a close. About to enter into Gaudete Sunday. Third Sunday of Advent, where it is rose color, not pink, but rose. So I'll be rocking the rose colored tomorrow during the box office breakdown. All right. General Winkster, hail to you. Thanks for being in the chat. Appreciate you being in here. Uh, Runt, what's going on? Uh, devotions uh, flopping big time. Uh, Dr. Martin says, a movie not being woke does not mean it is a good movie. I'm canceling my pre-orders. Yeah. And again, obviously, watch a film if you want to see it. You know, um, as much as it's, it's uh, moving to hear people say that they trust me for my movie opinions and they trust me for my movie reviews or they're going to wait for, I, for, my, for my review before they go see anything, go see something if you want to go see it. I don't want to be the, the reason why you don't go see something. But I'm also going to be honest with you. I'm also going to be as, as completely honest as I possibly can 
on on anything that I ever go see. And I'm someone that is not easily swayed by the whole VFX stuff. As I've said, people still swear by the VFX of the first film. From 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 the first trailer, I could see nothing but the giant blue Smurf people that had terrible character design. And then you had the beautiful world. And guess what? You saw the film in IMAX 3D and the way it was meant to be seen. And yeah, it was giant blue Smurf people on a on a beautiful background with terrible storytelling. And disturbing storytelling when it comes to those ponytails. Let me tell you. Soul Assassin, hail to you. Thanks for being here. By the way, I do fall behind in the chat. It's 7.16 in the chat. It's 7.52 in real life. So you do the math on that. But if you put at Odin the very beginning of your comment, at Odin, just need to put it one time. I will get to it. Can't say when I will get to it, but I will. Unless, of course, you're already a member. Gary Banjo Sandwich says, football is not coming home, but we are soccer. That's right. You heard it, you heard it correctly. We are soccer. Really? Really? But you lost. Still lost. Still didn't make it all the way. Just saying. Also, last time I checked, we tied with you. So, starts to make you think. Starts to make you think. Uh, Dr. Martin says, Chris Gore says, A2 isn't work, but then says the antagonist army is all male, all white. Yeah, and it's that kind of stuff that, that makes me have some questions. It's that kind of stuff that makes me have some questions, man. <laughs> like, seriously, what, what the heck, man? What the heck? Uh, Brad... <laughs> what, bruv? Notice me, senpai. What's up, Brad? Oh, uh, what's up, brother? <laughs> Literally. Oh, uh, <laughs> it's been a while since I think I've seen you in one of these chats, man. We're talking about Avatar: The Way of the Water. Uh, I, I think, Brad, you you weren't a fan of Avatar, were you? I don't think you were, but I could be wrong. But I'm at 717 in the chat, uh, so I'm far behind. I've got the live chat on one side and where I am as far as reading comments on, on the other. But uh, what's up, bruv? <laughs> he just text me. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Brad. B-Rad. My brother. <laughs> Literally. Anyway, we're we're just talking about Avatar early early reactions coming out, and it, it's it's a tale as old as time. Oh well, the visual effects are beautiful, and it's three hours and ten minutes, but the story is not that great. But it's amazing because it's beautiful to look at. <laughs> All right, let's see. Rob D says, "Make Jeremy and Ryan watch The Woman King." Maybe I should change the bet. Yeah, maybe it's like okay, Ali pineapple pizza, Ali pineapple pizza. Um, if Mario makes a billion dollars, but you will have to watch the woman King and I'll have to send you the copy. All right. Brad says, no, he didn't like, it. I didn't think, I didn't think you did. I thought we were on the same page on that one. Um, yeah, but <laughs> it is interesting to be, uh, seeing what, <laughs> yeah, yes. Oh man. Me and my brother, we have always been on the same wavelength when it comes to, to movies and, and to movie 
thoughts. I remember we went to go see RIPD. It's sad Alex McCarthy is not in the chat. Alex McCarthy is, is, is a subscriber who actually enjoyed RIPD. I remember that we went to go see RIPD. I fell asleep. I woke up. I turned to him and I said, did I miss anything? And he was like, nope. <laughs> as he texts me and says, it is terrible. Yeah. Somebody tells me that this next one is probably going to be just as bad, man. But they're, they're saying it's good because the visual effects are good. I was saying how uh, one of the reviews that has come out says, quote, It's breathtakingly beautiful with the most incredible VFX I've ever seen. I saw it in 3D. The story itself is weaker than the first and feels drawn out at three hours and ten minutes. But it's always great to look at. And the last hour is amazing. <laughs> uh, and then he texts terrible he says it's terrible fern gully dances with wolves see you brother have a good stream thank you very much man i appreciate it <laughs> oh man yeah as i said if you want to see the pocahontas story go watch pocahontas dances with wolves or even fern gully and if you want a story that has some type of environmental message into it watch fern gully because hey at least that movie's entertaining you learn about deforestation with batty Singing with you. And and Tim Curry singing at you. Toxic love. <laughs> uh, Brad, you distracted me. But I love you, brother. Let's see. Master of Gaming says, Avatar 2 is projected to make $200 million in China compared to Fast 9. Especially since when Avatar 2 is out in China, it's still in lockdown compared to Fast 9, where there was no lockdown at, at that time. I don't know where it's being projected to make $200 million in China. I mean, it, the first film made a lot in China, but... Oh my goodness. That's yeah. They're they're not so here's the thing. China is either going to be one of two things, still on lockdown or still dealing with people protesting the lockdowns. Like you you have a powder keg over there in that country and they're like, "Yeah, but people are they're still going to go see the movie because of the visual effects. They're going to say, "Oh, I'm going to forget all about the lockdown or I'm going to forget all about the <laughs> the the fighting for human rights." No, no, I'm going to forget about all that. I'm going to go see Avatar. Let me go see Avatar The Way of Water. That's what that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to spend my, you know, money that I don't have in the economy to to go see uh to to go see Avatar 2 The Way of the Water. Or as I like to say, Avatar 2: The Search for More Money. So that we can justify Avatar 3, 4, and 5: The Way to Even More Money. But what I hope is that it's the way to financial ruin and financial failure. That is the ultimate hope. All right. Hound 3000, what is going on? Welcome. Uh, Nathan Slay at 718 said, If I may say something, if there is a lack of story in a film, like in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, 2001, or Big Lebowski, you better make up for it with great characters or ambiguity. But that's just the thing, though, is I don't think that those are movies that lack story. Those are films that have a story. It's just that there is a different way of telling that story. There's still a story. The thing with Avatar is that there is a story and it's not a good one. And, and not, just the, not just that it's not a good one, it's a completely repurposed one that has no originality to it whatsoever. Whereas when you have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or 2001 A Space Odyssey or Big Lebowski, you have a story, you have originality to it, and you also have great characters to boot. So I don't think Nathan Slate, that's a bad take. I'm just going to say it, brother. I love you. I love you, man. But that's not a good take. Uh, JKDBuck76, hail to you. Thanks for being here. 
Uh, Jay Bling says, Happy Easter. What? Get out of here. Get out of here. We're not even close. Gary Badger Sandwich had to say, The amateur cable guy at Christmas should be your festive next video for us to enjoy. Well, again, I, I do know a lot more about coaxial cables now and how you can send Ethernet signal through them. I was quite proud of myself. I saw that I went out to the, the box again today and I, I, I started to pull some wires. Nothing, you know, nothing. I was just like, I wonder, you know, where these wires go. And there was one that literally was just like, oh, wait, it's not connected to anything. And there's literally no cap on the end of it either. So I was like, I bet this is the one that I've been looking for. Sure enough, it was. And from there, it was just a matter of, again, because I've become a little bit more tech savvy or um, better with my hands when it comes to this stuff. And I was able to, to add it again, add an end to the coaxial. Plug it in the right places, get things connected, and hey, now now I've got uh, a port upstairs that's a coaxial jack that can get up to a gig of Ethernet speed. Boom, baby. Now, that might not excite you, but I was happy. Made me happy. <laughs> Jakey Buck. Jennifer Lawrence was the first woman to drive a car shortly after it was invented. <laughs> All the memes coming from the Jennifer Lawrence interview are just fantastic. For those that missed it, Jennifer Lawrence basically, when talking about Hunger Games, said that she was the first woman to ever be featured in like a leading action role. And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We, we could even go, we don't even have to go back that far to find other examples. But I mean, come on. We're going to just look over the Alien franchise? Bruh. Come on. Come on now. And uh, <laughs> and just as, yes, there was a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about RIPD. And uh, again, my brother and I got to watch that in theaters. And I fell asleep. He did not. He told me all I needed to know. Uh, and then he sends me an image of RIPD too. Yep, they made a sequel. <laughs> I don't know how they justified it, but they sure made it. <laughs> and it, of course, went straight to a streaming service. It put Lane C. to say, honestly... If you, if you sever Morbius from the MCU, it's reparable, I think. The CGI is kind of wonky, but I don't hate it. The story needs a lot of work, but I don't know. Some neat concepts there. I mean, I think it's more... I think that argument, though, is saying, well, the character it's based on has so much potential and pieces of that bleed through, but there's so much missing and there's so much bad in there. I mean... I don't really think it's reparable unless they embrace the meme. If they embrace the meme that it's not a good movie, that they're not doing a good job with it, and they just try to make it funny, you know what? It, at least maybe it could be entertaining in that way. Um, I still think it's Morbin Time is one of the funniest things ever. And uh, I, I have no shame in that. <laughs> I'm easily amused in that instance. Nathan Slay, adding to that what I said above, once upon a Hollywood Big Lebowski, which was a bad take, they made up for no story with great humor and great characters. Again, you don't have a great character unless you have a story, man. Stories are what develop characters. So, bruh, I love you, man, but that's not a good take. Uh, let's see. Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan says, I'm looking forward for some time off. Going to do some more reading and working on my book, watching movies. Nice, Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan. Yeah, I can't wait for it either. We're going into exam week this week, so my days end at, at noon, which is awesome. 
and uh, it means that I will have the opportunity to do some more housework. I uh, want to replace all of the outside outlets, but I have not been able to do so um, because it's been raining nonstop here. And also because my wife works from home, and so I can't really shut off all the power in the house to to make sure it's safe. I, I try to find the individual switches to be able to turn off the outside out, outlet boxes, but I couldn't. So I'll have to do it a floor at a time. But um, tomorrow, uh, or sorry, Monday will actually be the one day I'll have to be able to replace the outside outlet boxes, which are vastly outdated um, and, and falling apart at the seams. And, uh, and it's because my wife will be driving back from a wedding and uh, baby Thor should theoretically be healed from his pink eye to be able to go back to daycare. And so I should be able then to have that time after exams to get that done. I'm excited. Simple things in life. How many thousand? That's, uh, that's I say, Avatar, that I say Avatar has a simple story. James Cameron. Uh, here's James Cameron again. <laughs> You didn't criticize Top Gun Maverick for being too much like Star Wars. You didn't criticize The Lion King for being too much like Hamlet. <laughs> I'm loving the James Cameron account. I appreciate it so much. <laughs> uh, Michael Hill, hopefully that all made sense. Uh, he says, hard pass on Avatar 2. Forever Sci-Fi says, uh, Bullet Train was a little long. But the characters and story kept me watching it. Special effects have never kept me watching a movie unless they're so bad they're entertaining. Yeah, exactly. And as you just said, bullet trains long, but they had characters. The story was, again, because you can't have good characters without some story to be able to set those characters up, right? Um, yeah, I, I love Bullet Train. Bullet Train is one of my top films of the year. I, I had so much fun with that movie. I, I, I went in not knowing what to expect and came out very pleasantly surprised. Master of Gaming, I'd rather watch Empire of the Deep than Avatar 2. I don't even know what Empires of the Deep is. I've never actually even seen that. Abomination over on Odyssey said, I had no idea Jennifer Lawrence was in the 1984 movie. She. <laughs> oh, man. Still no action on Rumble. King Kane Rumshki must be off to, uh, this evening. Uh, the Chicago Box, what is going on? Welcome. Just the red shirt says, are humans the villains again? Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Again, based on what I've seen, it just looks like it's a few years later and the thi and things are all the same. Ms. Minnesota hockey fan. Never saw the first one. Not going to see this one either. Good. You've saved yourself a lot of time. Mike Jackson tagged to say, Chris Gore said the story was okay, but had a good dad in a family. Shocking for this day and age. But again, Okay. <laughs> You have a good dad. There are movies that do have good dads that do come out. Those, those movies do exist. They may not be big budget films. They may not be coming from the big Hollywood elite as far as budgets and, and uh, you know, attention and, and, and all those other things, but they do still come out. So to, to act as if it's just such a rarity that it almost never happens is not really true. I would say a, the huge, a huge portion, I, I would even dare say a majority of the films coming out from big Hollywood have these tropes, absolutely, that, that are very much one directional. But just because, you, again, just because you have a good dad in a family, I, I don't understand how that makes the film good. It, it kind of reminds me a lot of the same arguments that were made for... Uh, the Tomorrow War, 
where people said, oh, it's not woke. It's like, that's not a standard for a movie. That's not a good standard for anything. Is the movie good? Let's start off there. If the movie's good, it's like, start off with A, and then if A is yes, then move on to B. If A is no, then (laughs) B is irrelevant. Because A is, is it a good movie or not? If it's a good movie, you move on to B. Is it woke? No. Okay, great. It's a good movie that's not woke. That's a rarity. That should be praise. Versus, oh, it's not a good movie, but hey, it's not woke. Okay, well, it's still a bad movie. It's like I have to create charts for these people or something. Oh, that was a good crack. Anyway, chat's going to jump on me like it always does. Uh, 808 in real life. Much further behind than that. I was at 717. It looks like 20 minutes of comments may have been skipped. Uh, I did not do that on purpose. I apologize. I'm at 737 in the chat. So if you had a comment between 717, 737 when I was reading those comments, then you may need to post them again. Uh, If you are not sure, please don't double post. If you are sure, you are then welcome to repost your comment. And I will try. I will try to get to it. Alan Sparks, what's going on? Sorry you're having signal issues, man. Very, very sorry. I wish I could rewire your house. (laughs) Not that I can rewire my house, but (laughs) I can do some work with wires. John Bravo, what's going on? Welcome. Chicago Box says Chris is emotional about it. Again, if he's enjoying it, if he has an emotional, okay. But does that make it a good movie or not? I would say based off of what I'm hearing, doesn't sound like it. Uh, Dr. Martin says, Gore has lived in L.A. so long, he has a very low bar for what isn't woke. He praised She-Hulk for weeks. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I, I again, <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't have a complete memory of what his general opinions of She-Hulk were from early on, but to praise it in any way from the go, I like Chris Gore. He's good people. He's good people. But just because you're good people doesn't mean you're always going to have a good take. Lord knows I haven't always had good takes. I know a lot of people in here who disagree with my takes, in fact. It happens. Joey Horn. I couldn't find anything in the Avatar trailer that makes me want to see the movie. Yep. Rosie G. Is Gargamel in the new Avatar? If so, that would would be the only good part. That would make me actually want to see it. They fully embraced the nonsense of their character design as being giant blue Smurf people. Yeah. Uh, Or if they had a giant bat that sang. Okay. They're embracing their similarity to Fern Gully. Darwin Martin said, Bieber and Taylor Swift are massive successes, but that doesn't equate to good music. Yep. Not to mention, look to the films that have made a billion dollars. Alice in Wonderland made a billion dollars. That's right. Chicago box. All right, let's see. People who are members or who have tagged. Long Gunman 83, who is a member, says if James Cameron took over 10 years trying to write scripts for four movies, then he needs to stay out of script writing. After thinking about it, Alita Battle Angel was good, but its dialogue needed work. Well, I've said this for a while now. Since Disney has taken over, I do not want an Alita Battle Angel sequel. Because if Disney has any involvement with it, it's it's not going to be what that first film was. I don't think they will be able to recapture the magic of the first film because Disney's involvement. 
because Disney is just it's too it's too motivated by ideology now. It's way too motivated, and we're seeing this in the vast majority of of its films. But yeah, I think that I, to be to be fair to Cameron, I don't think it took him, and this is why I don't think the film is going to be actually good, right? It's not that it took ten years to write the scripts; it took ten years to develop the technology that he wanted to showcase. <laughs> let's 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 be more straightforward. I'm sure that he wrote during those 10 years and maybe he even claims that it took 10 years to get these things but the 10 years the vast majority of that time likely was on development of the technology game planning the filming and all that other stuff things that have nothing to do with the story because if he honestly if there is like verifiable proof that he spent 10 actual years developing the scripts and this is what we get man woof 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 Oh, man. Oh, man. All right. Let's go back into the chats. We hanging out over an Odyssey. Titus say the countdown has begun. We are months away from Odin eating a pizza with pineapple on it live on stream. And it'll all be due to a little plumber named Mario. Hashtag hugs for Tina. Oh, oh, is that what you think? I, I beg to differ. I think instead we're going to see Jeremy have to eat some pineapple pizza instead because though Mario, I firmly believe will be a financial success, a billion dollars. I don't see it. I do not see it. JKD buck. Elite battle angel was great. Odin sent me a digital code to watch it. Great movie. I laughed when her boyfriend fell to his death. Does that make me a bad person? No, because out of all of the sequences in the movie, that is one of the worst filmed. <laughs> that, that, the way that that shot is filmed, it is something that it actually makes sense that it would garner laughter from from not just one, but from probably a group of people. <laughs> uh, that just makes sense to me. Forever Sci-Fi says, Avatar came out in 2009 and Puss in Boots in 2011. Their sequels are the two biggest movies coming the next two weeks. Do something new, Hollywood. Yes. Absolutely agree. Jay Bling, thank you for the Canadian $2. No message attached. I appreciate the donation. First one of the night. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Robert Frey in the chat. Hail to you. Bruce trying to say, Chris did say the army was all white except for one Asian woman within the army for the Chinese audiences, I think. And also because I guess they had to have a, a woman in the army. I, I, I That was a big part of the last film, right? <laughs> the last film, the army was portrayed in a very specific light for very clear intentions. So, uh, again, I, I don't understand... One, how you get, quote, not woke from that, because it sounds like his argument for not woke is there's a good father. It's like, just because you have one element that is good doesn't mean that everything else is going to be good. And I still get back to the fact of, okay, but that also doesn't really matter at the end of the day, because, yeah, not being woke is good, but is the story good? And if the story is at best okay, or... Again, I, I, I am much more likely to believe someone like Scott Mance, who is going to be praising this film, calling it breathtaking, etc., 
but then throws in a line, the story, it's weaker than the first one. That just, to me, that comes across as being too honest. It, it, It feels like honesty slipping out when it probably shouldn't. Stephanie B., I agree, man. I agree. Twitter has been insane recently. I've I've been seeing comments and hashtags that used to be blocked like no other. It's great that free speech is back. Now, again, it's not absolute free speech because guess what? There should be some. <laughs> there should be some uh, rules, right? There should be some regulations when it comes to things. And obviously, as a private platform, those, those rules can be in play. But it at least feels like the rules are a bit more <laughs> honest and transparent, whereas under old Twitter, the rules were one, not transparent, and two, as we're now finding out from the Twitter files releases, we're not equally, and we already knew this, but it's great to have actual verification of this, we're not actually equally distributed or enforced. Lesser Logic, what's going on? Welcome. JKD Buck, thou shalt not get woke in the day wherein thou get woke, thou shalt go broke. I see what you did there. No more, no less. Laura says, Odin has a point tail envy. Trust me, I don't. Forever sci-fi. Ugh, they're also doing a remake of Snow Day as a musical. No! Really? Snow Day? I, that, that was, I, I would call that an old school guilty pleasure. That was a fun movie to watch. But it wasn't a good movie. Again, it was a fun movie to watch, but... To remake it and then remake it as a musical? What? That's silly. Why is everything being made into into musicals now? By the way, <laughs> there's Brad from earlier. Forever <laughs> uh, sci-fi. So the invading humans don't have a lot of diversity. Weird. I know, right? Uh, Jackie D. Buck. In Avatar, they make sure the main bad guy was not only a... Uh, Caucasoid. But if I remember, he had a southern accent just to hammer the point home that he was a baddie. Oh, great. That's wonderful. Michael Hill. I haven't seen the first Avatar yet. Don't think I will. Yeah, I would not bother. It's not even a video to go to sleep to, says Justin of the Red Shirt. Yeah, again, it sounds like it's something that will only ever have a place on a Best Buy television to show what it can do. And I don't even know if that's necessarily saying something good. Long Gunman says, Avatar is like having a showroom new car look for a lemon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. See, Jackie D. Buck, who's a member, says, No way I'd watch The Woman King, maybe for a few hundred dollars, but that money could not wash away the shame. As I said, I'm only going to watch it because <laughs> it was sent to me free of charge. And I will make rosaries while I watch it, so therefore, at least something good will come out of it. Reaper, tag to say, yes, yes, Odin. No need to justify to all of us as to why you will have an Avatar 2 steelbook proudly on display for us all when it releases, buddy. Um, oh, man. All I'm going to say is that if I, if I get the email request for Avatar 2 and, uh, and I get it, oh, oh, be still my heart. Be still my heart. Yes, absolutely. RPD was completely trash. At least I feel bad because my brother, my brother here, he had to, he actually was awake for all of it. 
So he knows. He knows better than I do. Jake Buck, if Avatar 2's story is weaker than the first, then it must be as complex as an episode of Gilligan's Island. No offense to the skipper, Gilligan, Marianne, etc. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Forever Sci-Fi, somehow I don't see the CCP being too happy about people watching a movie about someone fighting back against an oppressive invading military force. Yeah. It starts to make you ask the question, what version, what cut of the film will they get? What will be cut from the movie? And will it actually get the full release? We'll have to wait and see. Market zero, says Laura. Yeah, respect the dude. It was a bad take. It was a bad take. Always respect the dude. Laura says, yes, but once upon a time I had a flamethrower. So, and you know, I respect that so much, Laura, because it has... Good, it has a good story to boot, right? And good characters. There's a lot of good things about the film, but if if no one knew anything else, and that was the only response, I, I again because I've seen the film, yes, yes, yes to all of that. <laughs> yes, but uh, once upon a time, you did have a flamethrower. Yeah, and it's great that it was a movie that had great scenes, and then it was capped off with an amazing scene. Unlike Rogue One, where there was a really cool sequence that seemed very tacked on with the Darth Vader, but not anything else really to help prop it up. So, Justin Retro says, The Big Lebowski, no thanks. Bro, you can't respect a dude. Laura says, I sure would like to throw some flame on those guys over there. George Carlin. <laughs> uh, by the way, Jay Bling, thank you for the $5 super chat. Five Canadian dollars. Says, off topic, sorry. Finished watching all three Lord of the Rings for the first time. Is The Hobbit worth watching next in your opinion? What did you think of it? I would say no. I think the first Lord of the Rings, the first three Lord of the Rings are fantastic in both the theatrical and in the extended. I prefer the extended, but they're both great. The Hobbit, I would not recommend. Um, I, I just... Especially if you have any knowledge of The Hobbit, if you've read the book, if you've maybe seen the 70s cheesy animated version with he's on a journey. The only version of that now, the only songs that I actually have from that movie memorized are just the the ones that were parried by South Park where they did the episode on Lemony Winks. All the songs were inspired by that 70s uh, Hobbit film. Lemony Winks' journey is going far and wide. Now that's a great film. That animated 70s Hobbit film, that's a great film. I would say go watch that instead. You can probably find it for free on YouTube these days. Um, yeah, I would not recommend the Peter Jackson Hobbit trilogy. I saw all three with my dad because it was one of those things where special connection. He read The Hobbit to us when we were younger. We also shared the love of Lord of the Rings. So, yeah, we, we saw all three of them in theaters, but... I would not recommend it. Forever Sci-Fi, uh, uh, Mila jo- uh, Jovovich has literally made a career out of headlining action movies. I don't know what that is in reference to. It might be a part of the chat. Amazing Beggars, what I had to say. I just imagine you connecting cables like little Leia in Kenobi. <laughs> Only I am neither little nor in Kenobi. Both of which are positive qualities, I would say. Michael Lee, Michael Hill, sorry. Michael Hill says, Jennifer Lawrence was my first ex-wife. Check any bug. Jennifer Lawrence was the first female astronaut. Ah, she also invented the internet. Again, the memes are fantastic. Uh, 
Uh, at least something good came from that nonsense. All right. Chat has jumped on me again. No comments have been skipped, but we are about seven minutes out from the end of the show. So please, if you could stop, uh, stop the tagging and just uh, enjoy the rest of the show, I will try and get through the remaining comments. <sighs> nice, refreshing water. Jeremiah Ferrer says... I can say I'm wrong. I said 900 million to a billion for Black Panther 2. Looks to be less. I think it may could go to 900 million. Yeah, Jeremiah, I mean, we, at least for me, I, I work based off of the numbers as they come in. So even in my own charting, had the film doubled what it made in the first two weeks, which can happen, it would have made a billion. It's not looking like that. Uh, the last that I saw in my own charting had the film compared to its first two weeks and and how it is currently faring. It was around, I think it may have still been in the seventies. So let me let me see if I can find that number. Yeah, seventy four percent. So that was when the film was at seven hundred and thirty three million dollars. The film right now is currently at, okay, that's the projections for the weekend. I will have a, of course, breakdown of the weekend numbers tomorrow with the full box office breakdown. But let me see. Current Black Panther numbers is $740 million, so only about $7 million more. So right now, compared to its first two weeks, it's only looking at about 73% compared now, after the weekend numbers come in, I, I suspect that the film will, um, it's going to be much closer to to $800 million. Um, it, It's going to easily pass $750 million. I can say that much. But I, I do think that it will cap out somewhere between eight and eight fifty. There's There's not a lot of growth d- internationally. And domestically, it's about to be eaten up by, by Avatar. Now, I do still think... It can have a slow roll domestic, meaning they keep it in theaters just to, just to stay out, just to keep on making money little by little over time to maybe push it to a certain edge. But it's tracking 5% ahead of Doctor Strange at the same point of its release. If that 5% holds, then you're looking at the film this weekend projected to get to around $411 million domestic. 5% further puts it around 430 to 450. So that's why for me, I, I think with the slow roll, 450 to 500 million domestic is its cap. It's at 375 last I checked internationally. 339, sorry, actually less than that. 339 internationally. There's no way that's going to get to anywhere close to 500 million internationally. So um, yeah, 800 to 850 um, is I think the final range for that movie. Jake Alenov, I just ordered Bullet Train on YouTube a few days ago. Have not watched it yet. Recommend it, man. Definitely recommend it. Joe Wingster, I remember when Jennifer Lawrence put her hand out to those tanks rolling through China. Yeah. Don't you always love when these Hollywood actors come out and, and try to speak their mind on anything political? And then you think, wait a minute. D- did you, are you going to go off to that other country? Especially, I love when they talk about, I love when these actors talk about women's rights. And it's like, oh, are you going to go over to those Middle Eastern countries and stand up for the women who are actually being deprived of actual rights? Like who, who can't drive? Who, who, who actually are treated as second-class citizens or worse? Are you going to go speak? Oh, you're not going to go speak over there. Okay, then uh, shut up. 
Put your money where your mouth is, please. Thank you. Jennifer, take any buck. Jennifer Lawrence was the first female fighter pilot ever. Jeremiah says, I think I underestimate Avatar 2. Uh, I think I underestimate Avatar 2. I think 1 billion is a done deal. I'm thinking 1.5 billion. I have a hard time believing it will beat Spider-Man No Way Home because the hype for that was huge. A, a word of mouth for that was also pretty good. It, it did have a pretty a big drop, but people often forget that the big part of that drop was a certain holiday <laughs> happening um, around that time. And then it made up very quickly after. So yeah, that, that film had good word of mouth and did crazy well opening weekend and then well beyond. So that made a lot of sense. This one, I think, is going to have a massive opening, which is why I think a billion's on the table. Yeah, I agree. I actually agree with that assessment. I think a billion dollars is a done deal for Avatar 2. I, I want it to fail because based on the numbers that I have, a billion dollars is its break-even point. Uh, unless we get new production budget numbers, I, I don't. I'm not gonna believe James Cameron when he's like, "We need to make two billion dollars, bruh." Actually, focus on writing a good story, and and then maybe I'll listen to you. Um, <laughs> so about a billion dollars is about the break even for this specific film. So I, I think that we're gonna have to look at that, and then from there, that week two drop off is gonna be a, a major factor as well, because. Ultimately, it's going to have less show times because it's three hours, because it's three hours, 10 minutes. The average ticket price is also going to be higher because most of the showings are going to be 3D or IMAX 3D or one of the premium formats. So, um, yeah. Michael Hill. God created Jennifer Lawrence from Adam's rib. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence was the first woman to ever scuba dive. I never knew that. Miss Minnesota I think I may watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood during my time off. I would recommend it. It's fun. It's fun. It's not the best Tarantino film, but it's a good one. Ipo Lanesy, only 50 minutes behind on chat, making great time. <laughs> always. Always, always, always. Robert Frey needs a flowchart. Favorite sci-fi. Jennifer Lawrence is not a good person. She convinced Adam to eat the apple. Ooh. Oof. Actually, yeah. If you... <laughs> in the film... Was it... Wasn't it... Wasn't the film just called Woman? No, 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 she wasn't, she was Mother Earth. Yeah, it was, no, it was called Mother. It was called Mother. It was a terrible, oh my goodness, that movie was terrible. The movie was called Mother. I want to say it was an Aronofsky film. And she represented Mother Earth. And Javier Bardem's character represented God. Uh, it was just awful. Uh, Max Steele, 2016, has great visual effects, but the story and the characters aren't the good. Based on what critics say, Max Steele got 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. However, Max Steele was not made by James Cameron and not fully backed by a Disney machine that desperately needs money. Once again, the point is, is that these critics... Also, how many review screenings were there for Max Steele? And what did they get from them? J.K.D. Buck, Jennifer Lawrence was the first female West Point candidate. Ah, yes. Yes, the heart for Batty. Yes, absolutely. Heart for Robin Williams, especially. Input latency tag say, I just hope Mario movie is good. I want it to be good, too. If the movie's good and it breaks a billion, I'll be happy. I mean, obviously, I'll be sad when I'm eating the pineapple pizza because of the bet, but I'll at least be happy that there's a good movie out there. But if the movie's bad and it makes a billion dollars, then I'll just, uh, that's just going to be depressing. Bruce says, the shot of the... Uh, BF Falling was right out of the anime. Oh, yeah, I know. I know that there was a lot of shot-for-shot shot stuff done, but it was still the way it was shot. 
and shown was laughable. It's one thing to show it in a comic. It's another to have it actually play out in real-time motion. Laura says, I laughed at several deaths in Multiverse of Madness, especially at Captain Marvel being killed by Captain Marvel's statue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce, I was in the military for eight years. It's a, it, uh, it is a very diverse place. Yep. Take it back. Please say, Gordon's alive! There it is. Mark, if they remake Snow Day into a musical, should they also make Jingle All the Way into a musical? No, don't give them ideas, please. No, don't do it now. What are you waiting for? Jay Bling, hopefully I answered your question earlier. J.K.D. Buck, wait, is the Avatar series just James Cameron ripping off every Kevin Costner film? Avatar 1, Dances with Wolves. Avatar 2, Waterworld. Avatar 3, Robin Hood. Prince of American Accents? Hmm. We'll have to wait and see. Master of Gaming, what's your thoughts on Red and The Captain, both from the same directors, R.I.P.D. and Snake Eyes? Um, Red, is that the one that has all of the old actors coming together? The first one wasn't bad. The, the second one was completely unnecessary. And then I have not seen The Captain. I don't know what that is. All right, I'm going to get through these last comments. Please stop tagging. Your, uh, your average Patriot nerd just dropping in to say, Hail, hail to you. Thanks for being here. Blessed Advent. Long Gunman, I loved that Hobbit film and it inspired me to get into fantasy. Yeah, the 70s one, absolutely. No problem at all. Jay Bling, thank you again for the super chat. Gridania, what's going on? Welcome. J.K. Dubuck, it's really nice uh, of Jennifer Lawrence to keep her silence when Gene Roddenberry claimed he created Star Trek. She created Star Trek, of course. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Jacob Ironside, yes. Well, uh, blessed Advent to you. We're not at Christmas yet. Blessed Advent. Remember Sci-Fi, James Cameron is being outdone in Woke by the new Transformers director. He's months out from his movie and talking about how woke it is. <laughs> oh, man. I also love when actors and directors talk about their films being woke, when in reality they're not. J.K.D. Buck, how would you react if Jennifer Lawrence said she was the original critic who was a cynic? Um, well, at that point, I would tell her that she should go off to a country where she could actually do some good. Because it's not here. Johnny Skinwalker. For the first Black Panther, I remember that companies were buying tickets. I wonder if the same case happened. Oh my goodness. No. Johnny Johnny Skinwalker, I really hope that you're trying to... I really hope that you're trolling me right now, man. I really hope you're trolling me. I really hope you're trolling me. Uh, again, people understand that when I hear that, flames on the side of my face. I cannot believe people still buy into that crap narrative that has never been proven. They're not buying tickets. Stop. They didn't do it for Captain Marvel. They're not doing it now. Stop. JK Duck. Slab of lard to way of shortening. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Just on the red shirt. Avatar 2's box office will depend on how many Avatar Depression Syndrome sufferers are still around. Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I remember when that was covered. Oh, it was insane. It's insane that there are people like that. Demon microwave, what's going on? It's insane that people were so upset when they realized that they couldn't live in that world anymore. And that's the, those are going to be the people. Those are going to be the people that make up that massive uh, opening weekend. So Matt317 coming in at the very end. Rosie G saying, Odin has been triggered. Hashtag buying tickets. That, that, if the, anything triggers me, it's that lie. Because there were names, there were big names in the YouTube community, people who who I would either call friends or people who 
you know, are, are closely related as far as just topics covered and the ways that we cover them, who ran with that narrative. And it was so infuriating being one of the few people that was like, there's no proof to this. I worked at a theater, and so I can explain a, a lot of the things that you claim are happening that are actually not happening. And even if it were happening, it would not be to such a degree that it would make up hundreds of millions of dollars. We're talking like max a million dollars or two, which in the grand scheme of, of a massive film is not enough to make that much of a difference. My goodness. <laughs> Rosie G. Oda has been triggered by me mentioning he was triggered. I love you, Rosie G. Anyway, that's going to be it for me tonight, everybody. We are five minutes over time. Thank you again for hanging out. If you are on Rumble, please smash that Rumble button before you head out. If you're on Odyssey, smash that, or rather light that fire button up. And if you're on YouTube, smash that like button. Uh, you guys are all amazing. Yeah, we will wait and see. We will wait and see. So tomorrow I'll have the box office breakdown for Black Panther Wakanda Forever as it continues to, to do, again, numbers. Making a little bit of profit. Won't be enough profit to make up for the loss of Strange World, but hey, it's it's still there. And uh, and yeah, next week especially will be incredibly interesting. Because, as again, I want to cover The Way of the Water. I don't want to watch it, but I want to cover it to try to be as honest as... Uh, to actually try and be an honest voice out there that's not going to be taken away by the visual effects nonsense which you're just gonna hear non-stop from every single person reviewing the movie is oh the visual effects are so amazing oh my goodness um but also just to see what the box office actually is and what the week two box office is can't wait to see those numbers cannot wait to break those things down but anyway that's gonna be it for me tonight everybody uh i will let you all know when i've seen this thing again sony thanks for sending me this to watch can't wait to see history done <laughs> history done right. My goodness. Oh, Woman King. Anyway, seriously, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. As far as the schedule goes, Tuesday should have a regular show on Tuesday. Uh, Chosen of Valhalla stream will be next Saturday. Next Saturday, Chosen of Valhalla stream. So no evening stream next Saturday. Um, as it's the only weekend where, again, today with the wiping out of town, couldn't do it this weekend. Next weekend is the last weekend before Christmas. So, yeah, uh, it's the only December weekend that I can do. So we're going to do uh, a Saturday stream, uh, Chosen of Valhalla, whoever who can uh, show up. So Chosen of Valhalla members, I did tag people in a message there on on the discords check that out also there is still a giveaway live on the discord channel as well for those who have access and if you want access to that anything else including an exclusive podcast i'll probably be filming that with john the flip flickinger this week and uh look out for the q a post on the discord and also on on patreon as well as where i post those and also on locals i post those directly there if you're on subscribe star i do uh, ask that you access that through the discord server because my brain can only handle so many locations at once especially when it comes to those types of things. But if you want to find out more ways to support the channel, check out the link in the video description. The top link will bring you to my link tree, and uh, it'll be all good stuff. By the way, I promise that I will be recording the December shoutouts video at some point. Uh, as I said, though, I, there was not really any changes that were going to be impacted other than Chris from the 80s, which is why I'm giving him his special shout-out. Chris from the 80s, thank you again for upping your Patreon membership to get the shout-out. Uh, and again, the, the the link to the Discord is still in your messages on uh on 
on Patreon. So if you want to get access to the giveaways channel on Discord, please just enter into the Discord. Let me know that it is you, and then I will be able to add that in. James Cameron is leaving some last comments that I will choose to ignore because James Cameron is is just evil, making stupid movies for stupid amounts of money and waste people's time and goodness gracious. Anyway, thank you all very much for being here, and uh, thank you again, Stephanie B, for hanging out tonight. Laura as well, my two mods. You guys are awesome. Uh, Tina, hope that you get better, uh, you feel well. Uh, hopefully you did not hear what the cover of The Woman King has on it because I'm sure that would not make you feel good at all. Anyway, you guys are all amazing, beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your evening. A blessed uh, Saturday, last Saturday of the second week of Advent. A blessed third Sunday, Gaudete Sunday, tomorrow um, of Advent. And hey, entering into exam week, maybe I'll be able to do some extra videos. Maybe I'll be able to get some other stuff done, more giveaways, things like that. We'll have to wait and see. Anyway, thank you guys. Have a wonderful rest of your day, everybody. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge special shout out to all of my November Patreon subscribe star and locals members at the Keeper of the Bifrost level and above. Starting off with Patreon with Father Luca Illich. Thank you very much, Father. Garrett Searles, Jaime Irie Hymason, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Laura, the Modern Major General Story, Orange Hat Reviews, who you can check out on YouTube at his channel, Orange Hat Reviews, Rosetta Allen, who also has a YouTube channel that you can check out at Eagle Rider, and Miss Martin Muses, who also has a YouTube channel, Miss Martin Muses, and of course, the amazing Empress of the Universe, Tina B, who you can check out at her YouTube channel, Tina B, where she hosts the show with Stephanie B, one of my mods and one of my Valkyrie called Soup to Nuts. Check out Soup to Nuts. And it premieres pretty much every Friday. So again, shout out to all of my Patreon people. Also to all my Subscribestar people. Starting off with Matt317. Check him out on Twitch at Matt317. The R. Fast Reaction. Mr. Roy. J-Rod. The Beer Guru. And Man. And Man. you could check out over at xtheboundaries.co to follow him uh, as he starts his podcast. And also uh, for many of his musical musings as well. Check him out. Very, very talented guy. And then lastly, my locals piece. We got Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan. How about a hockey player? UAB Mad Dog, Mike Jackson for the win. J.H. Schwalbach, Brett D90, and the amazing Laura, <laughs> the amazing lawyer, Robert Barnes. Thank you all so very much for supporting me. And if you want your name shouted out at the end of every live stream and video, go ahead and check out the top link in the video description below where you get access to that. Also, you get access to special things like giveaways and also uh, exclusive podcasts that I do with John the Flick, Big Flickinger, and other guests throughout the month of November and in the previous and, and, and the, yeah, the months to follow as well. And again, if any of that sounds interesting to you, especially the 4K giveaways, Steelbook giveaways, some of them that I have to give away this month are films like Starship Troopers on 4K Steelbook, Top Gun Maverick on 4K Steelbook, amongst many others. If that sounds interesting to you, check out the link and follow the instructions down below. Anyway, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless.